Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Music Buds podcast. This is episode number 41, and my name is Henry. Uh, this week, I'm honored to be joined by composer Patrick Johnson, uh, known partly for his work on the Netflix documentaries The White Helmets and Virunga, as well as many other great projects. Uh, Patrick, thank you so much for taking the time. As, as I've told you before, I really have enjoyed your work for a long time, so thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, really happy to be here, and yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, uh, how's everything going these days for you? Yeah, um, well, you know, there's lockdown here in London, so it's kind of um, a bit crazy, you know, the, the time period that we're in, mm -hmm. in the whole world. And, and uh, you know, but we have to count ourselves lucky. Um, I, I count myself very lucky that, you know, able to keep working. I know a lot of colleagues who have, you know, had it difficult and particularly other branches of the, the music industry as well, like live performance and all this, and mm -hmm. not to mention all the frontline workers, healthcare people and everything. I mean, like, it's hard to, to complain when you see how hard those people are working. So yeah, yeah. doing great. Yeah. M <laughs> mentally trying to, trying to, you know, keep it going as much as possible, do some exercise and keep the brain going. So it's not yeah. just computer all day long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess kicking things off, how was it that you got started uh, with composing? Was music something you'd always wanted to do? Um, it, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I always loved music, but, and I always gravitated towards it. Like I, I found that I spent a lot of my time doing music and practicing music and trying to like, I never got bored of sitting and just playing guitar or, or or just uh, watching videos or, or like listening to music. It was just like, um, I always gravitated towards it, but I don't think I ever thought of it as a career thing until I was, I grew up in Malaysia. So I was there for, for 10 years in Kuala Lumpur. And at some point it was a decision of like, where are you going to go to university? And there was um, this kid who was a couple of years above me and he was, he was like really cool music guy. And so um, he was going to go to Berkeley. So I, I thought I'd follow in his footsteps. And so I, I just, I just decided, okay, well, I'm going to go to music school too. And then I started on that journey, but I was always going to initially try to be a guitarist, a, a performer. Mm -hmm. But then, um, but then I, I discovered that as I got there, that what I really love is to compose and harmonies and, and melodies and, and sort of the, the intricate, um, inner workings of counterpoint and, and in the music and how to, how to try and learn to build that. And then of course the marriage with picture came later. And, and then I was like on the journey at that point. Yeah. So not, not very, not very deliberate. It just like, it took me on that, in that direction. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, what were some of the first projects that you got to work on? So when I was at university, um, uh, this was in Boston. Down the road, there was a school called Emerson, which is a film school. And um, and because, you know, we were in a, it, at music university trying to do film scoring, it, it seemed really logical to me that I would go down the road and try to meet. Um, also, also um, my now wife was going to that school. Oh. So I, I sort of, we met in Boston properly. And, um, and so she introduced me uh, to her friends at the school. And so I started to like meet filmmakers and uh, started scoring their films. So it was short films and, and just doing lots of that kind of work. But then when I came to 
London a few years later after I graduated. Then I was working in a, in a recording studio, actually, because I, um, when I came here to the UK, I didn't really know anybody, and I wanted to, to sort of like um, get into the music industry however I could. Mm. And also, I, I noticed that there was a gap in my knowledge when it came to sort of the more technical side. Like I learned composition and all that stuff, but when it came to like recording, mixing, all that kind of stuff, producing, I, I really wanted to learn about that stuff. So I was working in a studio, and uh, this guy came in to mix um, one of his films with us. And, um, and so I was going to mix that. And his name was Orlando and he's, uh, he's become a good friend now. And, uh, he was doing his, his, uh, first short film called Skatistan. And so, uh, I told him, Hey, I, I write music for, for films as well. Not just, you know, doing the sound and stuff. So, uh, yeah, so we, we, uh, we started working together and, and then, you know, we've been working together ever since. And, and that was sort of one of my first projects that I did in the UK. And then, you know how it is like one project leads to the next and to the next. And then you, um, if you're fortunate enough, you can keep just doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I guess talking about some of these different projects. So the white helmets, which, uh, got the Oscar the, the year it came out. Uh, and it's this, this Syrian documentary, which I mean, it's really like, it's such a, I mean, it's only about, I think 40 minutes, but it's such a powerful mm -hmm film for the, the length that it is and how did you get involved with that project because i know that you uh also worked with that same director on virunga and evelyn if i'm not mistaken yeah exactly so that was actually orlando who uh, orlando von einzel who i was just mentioning there and um and uh so yeah i mean we we worked together on smaller projects and the project started to get a bit bigger virunga was actually one of the first projects that we did together it was the first feature film that we did together. And um, it's about a, um, it takes place in Eastern Congo in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And it's, Virunga is the name of a national park there. And um, it's a film about um, an oil company that's essentially, you know, covertly like exploiting, uh, exploring for oil in a world heritage site there, which is, Mm -hmm. you know uh, against unesco world heritage laws um so it's an underco undercover investigative uh, film and it's it's a wonderful film and so lucky to have been involved in that and then uh, i actually got to visit virunga we went there oh wow following the film and we had a screening with the the locals there and it was just uh, an incredible experience yeah. um that's of course one of these wonderful things about working on documentaries is that these are real people who are living these things and so um, you know but yeah same thing with white helmets um you know we we all know about the sort of devastating situation in in syria and it's ongoing and and um the white helmets is an organization that they're first a team of first responders that uh, basically run towards the, the bombs that have been dropped to try and pull people out of buildings and and rescue i mean they're like true heroes and like mm -hmm. i can't even fathom the the sort of bravery that they show every day but so what, as you say like to pack all of that information into a 40 minute film is like so difficult but i think you know orlando and the editors and the everyone they just did such an incredible job and i think my job musically was to try and uh connect the ideas as well you know and, and give it a, a trajectory so that it didn't feel like it was this really fast um, 
story, but that, that we could sit in the moment and, and, and take our time and understand the characters and the, and the, the trauma that they're living on mm -hmm. a daily basis, basically. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I guess in that, in that case, it almost shows how less can be more. You know, because I mean, while a, a two, three hour documentary could be interesting as well, sometimes packing it into a 40 minute slot is just as effective, if not more so, for the story that you're telling. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and less is more goes even for scores, like of, of all kinds. I mean, like, it's so easy to be tempted to just wall to wall music in, in a project. And like, because it, it it does immediately convey an emotion to an audience. And, and but, you know, I think the overall pacing of projects is so important in terms of how we digest them. So mm -hmm. we we try to spend a lot of time thinking about where cues are motivated and, and what job they're trying to do. Yeah. And uh, I do want to talk about Virunga as well, but with uh, actually, and really b both of these documentaries, they are dealing with such dramatic, intense subject matter. Was that, was going into the project that... Uh, was that daunting at all or was it more so just you know you were just in the same kind of mindset as you would be with other projects or was the the subject matter really in your head as you were doing it it yeah i mean it's impossible for it not to be i mean the the especially at the stage that i get involved like the 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 film that the audience gets to see is like you know has really gone through a lot of editing and like mm -hmm. curation and everything but but the longer cuts that ha often happen earlier have like just sometimes the footage is just you know it's just so tough to watch and like mm -hmm. really harrowing stuff so like and often that stuff's taken out because of you know it's 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 not sort of necessarily helping to tell th that exact snippet of that story that it, the filmmakers are trying to tell so so it's it's very hard to watch these images and not be affected by it like um but uh but yeah like you know i try to educate myself on on what it is that that each project is so like i try to read it a little bit about the region and you know um just talk to to the filmmakers a lot about like what they're trying to achieve and what are we trying to achieve and just so those conversations are probably the same on all projects but but um you know there's that extra consideration of the fact that these are real people living these things so you do really want to be as respectful as possible and uh try and give space you know when it when it's uh when you might instinctively go for a cue in another in a fiction project you might actually opt in a doc to to just leave that alone you know because mm -hmm. like the, it's already very powerful so yeah, it's conversations that you have. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think on that point, it, it is interesting to think about like, I mean, obviously working on, on a fiction project, it's very important as well, you know, to get the, the music right. Mm -hmm. But with documentaries, yeah, I feel like there, it's a, at a whole other level because you are dealing with people, you know, real people, as you said. And I feel like that really would add some weight to it. Uh, I, th I think with how you're creating the music and then just the, the overall film in general. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, like, you know, when you're working on any project, like, people will criticize you for your decisions. And that's absolutely fine. You know, I have, I have no problem with that, because everyone has their own opinion about things. But one thing that's important to know is that we think carefully about our decisions, mm -hmm. about what we're doing. And, you know, whether people like that or not, that's a different story. But, but we do think a lot about, 
about what we want to achieve. Yeah. Uh, and uh, t- going back to Virunga, which you were just describing, one thing that I uh, really loved about that movie and how your score complements it is there is, while there are very heavy moments, a lot of dark moments, there is also a lot of hope in that and a lot of inspiration. And I thought that was so interesting listening to to your music. It's like it, it really has this great up and down of like, you know, scary moments and, and you know, terrifying, but then also very bright and, and happy moments too. Yeah, thank you. you know, that's I tried really hard to do that because it's, I think it's important that, I think what makes those films, in particular Verunga so strong and, and White Helmets too, is that like the subject matter is so harrowing and dark already that it's like, it's about digging out those moments of hope and showing the bravery and, and resilience of the people who are there and, and doing this work. So like, for me, that park is like ancient and it will live on, you know, longer than, than any of us will. And it has lived for longer than any of us have. So like to really give that gravitas and weight to, to the, the park and give the, make the park its own character mm-hmm. means that you have that sort of scale, but at the same yeah. time, you know, you see these like uh, baby gorillas playing in the in the jungle and like carefree and like so you need that lightness to I think to to juxtapose the threat versus what it is that you're trying to protect and, and the fragility of it all. Yeah. And do you find that having done you know a, a lot of documentaries as well as some uh, fiction films is is the story itself the thing that oftentimes compels you to to work on a project or is it the collaboration with a certain person or is it always, is it different every time? It most of the time it's the project for sure, but there are certain filmmakers that I'll just always say yes to whatever they ask Mm -hmm. me to do because, you know, they've, we've just like, we're, we're great friends. I love the work that they do. I love working with them. So like there are certain people that I just, you know, love working with. And then, but for the most part, it's, I have to feel like I can contribute something. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think if you're going to come onto a project for any longer period of time, you need to be able to have that like fire for it so that you can really like invest yourself. I'm not really the type of person who, who juggles a lot of stuff. You know, I, I like to just completely immerse myself in something and, and, um, and explore that subject as much as I can. So, um, so yeah, I, I think you need to be excited by the, by this stuff you know I'm, I'm in that fortunate position where i have done a lot of work in the past you know to get to this point where i i'm fortunate enough that um i can hopefully choose a little bit mm-hmm. um and on that point do you find i mean obviously a, a lot of your work takes place just by yourself but when you're working on, on a project are you mostly just within your own head or are you talking to people about the work? I mean, aside from the, 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 um, the crew members or the director, are you ever discussing your, your work with other, other people or are you, you just kind of focused and, and within your own head as you're making the music? I think the nature of a lot of the projects that I work on is that like there's NDAs involved and like, mm. Oh, I see. Yeah. Also like, for example, like on Virunga, like because it was an undercover investigation film like we were all using like code names and like you know like (laughs) they were all working like encrypted using encrypted emails and stuff like so like you can't really talk about those but then other things where you can talk about like it's so really nice to talk to peers a lot about like just 
when you are struggling to find this because it's it's all often like a puzzle right like you you have that you might have all the ingredients but you don't quite know how to put it in for this particular scene so sometimes just uh, talking it out uh, in a really more ambiguous way with someone else can be really helpful sure with uh, again you having done a lot of different documentaries and fiction films is the process different for those aside from what we've we've discussed earlier is it you know i i guess obviously you know sometimes you'll include music other times and other times take it out for depending on the the medium is the i guess is the headspace going into uh, a narrative film or or a fiction film different for you as opposed to uh a documentary or is it generally the same i try not to let it be because um at the end of the day, you know, it's storytelling, right? And, and like, you know, there are certainly differences, like we talked about that there's certain um, delicate touches you want to have in documentaries sometimes. But I think the same applies in certain situations in a fiction film, like there's certain tropes that you might want to avoid because, you know, like things have been done a thousand times. So you kind of want to like, um, you know, find a new solution to that. And so, so I, I think each all films just have their own language that you have to discover, I guess, in a way. But but there are sometimes technical considerations that are a bit different. Like a lot of times the production sound on a documentary is like pretty rough because mm. they obviously don't have, because um, they have to, the nature of it is that they have to just record it as they go, as they go. So they can't ask someone to like do another take. Right. <laughs> so, um, so, so like um, sometimes that actually does dictate you know, what's possible musically. Like I've had plenty of times in documentaries where it's like, there's just no room in the mid range whatsoever for any music. So then the question becomes like, do we, do we need music at all? And if we do, then like, how do we stay out of the way? Like I'll like do mock-up cleanups of production audio sometimes just to like see what it might be like. And, and um, so, so like that, I don't normally come across in fiction Mm. projects, but that's such a minor technical difference that um, right. they're, they're very similar i think in in my approach at least yeah uh well talking about a- another uh, project so on her shoulders which is this this documentary which i mean obviously dealing with another like such incredible weight to this material about this survivor of this genocide in iraq and this isis sex slave i mean just like unbelievable things and um the one thing that I think, uh, not just in, in this film, but I think what I, I noticed immediately about listening through so much of your music is that your music never overtakes the story or the film that you're watching. It's like it, it's it has this kind of underlying emotional through line as opposed to being like, here, I'm I'm Patrick. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the composer. It's like, you know, for for example, a story like that there it already is so much drama and emotion that it's like it, it would be unwise to create something that would be overtaking it mm. yeah thanks so much for saying that that's you know i really appreciate that because i i i try really hard to stay on the right fence of things as much as i can like like i i love music and i believe in music's power so i i you know i, I think it can really contribute to a project but at the same time like you say we don't want to overtake things and we want to choose our moments carefully so you know on her shoulders um you know it's just again a film that's so well directed and and edited by alexandria bombach and like 
her or like Orlando and like so many filmmakers that I work with, they, they just like, I learn from them every time. And, you know, I, I learn about where, where things are warranted, where they're not warranted. And it's a push and pull, like that we, we, we try things against the picture and no, that doesn't feel right. doesn't feel right. And, and then you kind of just chisel away at it until it starts to feel like it's inextricably linked with the picture and it just um, feels completely natural and, or that's the hope anyway. And, you know, in a film like on her shoulders, like it's so much about trying to capture for me on this one, it was about trying to capture the grace and strength with which Nadia carries herself despite, you know, all the horrific things that have happened to her and how much responsibility she shoulders in terms of like being the spokesperson for her people. Um, like she's so young and like, it's, mm -hmm. it's just unbelievable. So um, yeah, no, it, it, it was, a, it's just something you feel. It's a, it's a, it's an instinctive thing of trying to be on the right side of that fence, I think. So I'm really glad that, you know, that came across. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's a good point because it is true. Like, you know, watching that film, it's almost unbelievable, unbelievable to see how uh, quote unquote normal she seems, you mm -hmm. know, it's like, it yeah. makes all every, everybody else's problems seem so sig insignificant compared to what she's gone through and then how she's able to carry herself as you were, you were saying it's, it's such a powerful story and a powerful person. Yeah. I mean, the same year that we made that film, she won the she co-won the Nobel uh, Peace Prize. Oh wow! So, so she, you know, like, and I think she was maybe I don't know, she was like twenty-three or something. Jeez. So it's like, um, you know, just and that film just gives you a glimpse into like the work that she does and yeah. what she's gone through. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you got to see that one. It's it's um, it's a pleasure to work on. Yeah. Uh well, now, uh, are you someone who uh, who enjoys watching movies and TV shows when you're not working? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and especially now during lockdown, you know, it's yeah. TV um, shows, movies all the time. And uh, I, I guess it could be a two part question: Are you when you watch them because you are a composer? Are you ever thinking about the music, or are you able to kind of just watch it as a as a normal viewer? I try really hard not to do that. Um, there are certain things that jump out sometimes just because professionally, you know, this is the work that I do. So like if something's like particularly great or particularly bad, then I'll probably notice it. But but everything in between, I think I'm pretty good at just uh, sticking to the story. But I've, I've been watching movies since I was a kid, like so much. And I... And, you know, for any aspiring filmmakers or composers, I, I really recommend to to just watch as much as humanly possible because you learn so much from, from just absorbing this whole library of information and then you can kind of collect it into your own, you know, you pick the parts that you want and everybody's different, so they pick different parts. So, yeah, so, yeah I, I love watching films. and I miss the cinema, actually. Oh, oh me too. I mean, I used yeah. to go about every week, so I, I, I miss, I miss yeah, going. Same. Yeah. Um struggling right now but yeah we've got to hope that it's gonna be okay yeah well patrick it, it's it's so nice talking to you i mean it, uh, i mean there are of course just endless projects that we could we could touch on i, I guess one i did want to ask you about that's uh fairly recent is into the fire mm -hmm. which is like a, a, a i mean it was reading about it, it was like oh wow this is almost in a way what we're going through it's a it's a pandemic thriller uh in in a lot of ways and 
was that project, I guess it, 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 were you working on it before COVID hit? Um, yes. Yeah. So, um, it's, um, like this one, I think they started filming it before. Yeah. So I think actually it was, no, that, that's why I wanted to check. Actually it was, it was finished before mm. I'm pretty sure, but it, but obviously post takes a certain amount of time. So it only came out just recently and um, yeah, but, but that was, yeah, that was an incredible project to be involved with. It's, it's part of um, uh, this Nobel series, which we did. So it's mm. connected with the Nobel Peace Prize, and it's about a team of female deminers mm. uh, in northern Iraq. So, so they um, they go and try to clear up landmines left behind by ISIS, and um, it's yeah. So, so also another heavy subject matter, you know, like uh, in in theme with the ones we've been talking about. I also work on lighter projects, I promise. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, so it, again, it was like this, just really trying to capture sort of this glimmer of hope, which exists, you know, in, in, in the idea of like clearing the landmines from something that's been such a horrendous, you know, event that's happened before. So uh, like to, to, to make a better future for the children and like, you know, it, musically, it wants to have that, like it wanted to have that delicate touch, but also there's, you know, there's a, a harrowing shadow that looms over the whole region and, and all, all of their experiences. So, uh, again, it's about about Yazidis and, you know, like the, the, the persecution of them by ISIS. And so I actually found this guy called Gurkim who um, he plays this instrument which he built himself. It's called a Yaibahar. And it's, uh, it's this big sort of um, series of like giant springs connected to these uh, membranes like these drums the heads of mm. drums and um and he bows the instrument and he plays it in like a microtonal style so it has wow. like a bit of the regional flavor of uh, um, of that place and he, he's very sort of you know um so well versed in that language so for me it was uh, i wanted to see if i could incorporate that color into the score so by writing themes you know, how I envisage them, but then getting him to improvise on those themes and to develop those themes with his expertise. So like trying to bring bring him in as part of the process. And it gave this sort of like ancient quality, which to me um, felt like that sort of shadow hanging over, which I, I was kind of mentioning. So when you fused that with some of the more delicate, more light um, elements, created a, a marriage of things which I thought was was um, you know I, I felt good about and hopefully complements the story which we we're trying to tell yeah for sure uh, and I think just kind of almost like kind of summing up I feel like you know although you have worked on you know lighter projects which of course can be very fun and have their own creative opportunities I do feel like you know working on these really intense projects, in many ways will bring out your best work. Cause it's like, you're dealing with such important subject matter matter that you, you have to bring out your absolute best for it. Yeah. And th there's, yeah, there's no room to sort of not invest yourself in it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and um, yeah, I feel really lucky that I've, I've been given these, the opportunity to work on these incredible projects because, you know, um, 
it's just such a gift to be able to be a small part of telling those really important stories that, and it, like if you take Virunga, for example, like the film had like a profound impact on the region and, and really, you know, uh, these films nowadays, you know, with the reach that they have, like they have a profound, can have a profound impact on, on the, the people's lives who are in it and, and, you know, can be a force for good. So anything I can do to help on that side of things, it's, you know, as someone who just does music is, uh, feels pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Patrick, I, I mean, we, we've, we've touched on a lot already. Is, is there anything else in particular that I, I haven't brought up perhaps something r- recent that you'd like to discuss or have we touched on, uh, um, touched on things? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm working all the time. Luckily <laughs> I'm working on a TV series at the moment. Um, which I can't talk too much about, but hopefully in a couple of months, you know, I can let you know what it is. Yeah. And um, and about to start another project with Orlando, actually. Which, oh, cool! Uh, it's another feature, so I'm very excited about that. Um, I think it's I've seen a cut already, and I think it's going to be great. And I'm excited to you know put my uh, sort of sound creation hat on yeah. soon <laughs> and, <laughs> and try and think of how that world might want to sound and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, Patrick, again, thank you so much for taking the time. You know, uh, these, so these films have really impacted me and, you know, it's, it's their films that my family and I talk about a lot and, and, you know, they've, they always bring back such powerful feelings. And, and so, and, and with your music being very much a part of it. So thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk. Oh, of course. Thank you for saying that. And, you know, it's great talking. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. All right, everyone. Well, we, we hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.